think I would have been a totally different mom had I done what I'm doing now when my boys were younger and toddler age, because I was just drowning. It was just so overwhelming. And you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. This sucks, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. And I knew there was more to life than living the way that I was. So I needed change. The Lord's gotcha. Like, yeah. he's going to carry you through this and he's going to put people in your path to help you manage it and give you tools to live your life with joy and fulfill those dreams and the things that you need to do as a person. Today is episode number 48, Discovering Harmony Within, Annie's Journey to Finding What Makes Her Soul Sing. Join us as we hear from a remarkable former client as she candidly shares her transformational path to fulfillment, from battling anxiety to conquering financial challenges and nurturing self-care. Annie's story is a testament to resilience, growth, and the unending quest to find what truly makes her soul sing. Join us as we glean insights from Annie's inspiring journey and uncover the invaluable lessons she's learned along the way. Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Thank you for coming back today. We had an audio issue, so we're back in person this time, hoping it works well. Take two. <laughs> yeah. And we were just talking about how often things happen for a reason. So there's maybe there's something else yeah. that we're supposed to speak to today. And I'm excited to find out what that is. So thank you again for coming. It's an honor. Thanks. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a little bit how we cross paths and your background information. Yeah. Okay? So my sister and I do retreats for women and you had come on one of their, those retreats January of 2021 and you had given a little lesson about mental health and afterwards I was like, okay, I need that in my life. <laughs> Don't we all? So, <laughs> so I contacted you and reached out and yeah, that's where we crossed paths. Yeah. And seriously, it changed my life, the times that we met for, I think we met for a year. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. changed my life. You're the um, woman that changed my life. <laughs> uh, I like that title. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've, I've talked to you about this, but you were one of those golden clients that are just like, okay, tell me what I need to do. Let's do the work where you're like, you're ready. So do you remember me talking oh, yeah. about the readiness for change and mm -hmm. the people that are in that stage, like I'm willing to try anything and just tell me where to go. Totally. We were definitely one of those. It was wonderful <laughs> to work with you. I loved it. So thank you for coming back. And yeah, I feel like people can really relate to your story and the things that you've been through. And 
what you might share today. So that's what I want to do on the show. So thank well, you. I hope I can say something that will benefit and help somebody. I'm sure. sure you will. Well, since this is take two, I already know that. Well, <laughs> I have a little preview. So do you mind if I just jump in asking you the yeah. first question? That's okay. So what does fulfillment mean to you personally? When you first asked me this question, I felt like it was twofold. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, first of all, I feel like fulfillment and doing those is like God's given us talents. He's given every single person a set of talents that we either innately have or that we have developed over time. And using those talents to bless the lives of others is definitely a fulfillment. But I also feel the second part is being able to like identify your goals, identify your dreams, make a plan to make them happen, and then doing it, living those dreams. Yeah. And so I feel like one, you have those talents and gifts that you're actually using and blessing others. And then two, you're accomplishing your goals and living your dreams. Yeah, I love that. So. Obviously, I love that I'm doing a podcast all about fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That yeah. really resonates for sure. So how have you created the most joy in your life since applying these principles, whether the things that you've learned in meeting together or in anything? I think early on in our sessions together, you had asked me the question, what makes my soul sing? Yeah. And I loved that question and I really took it to heart and I made a whole list of things that made my soul sing. And yeah. I also made a list of the things that I needed. And I think that was bird from a question that you had asked. Yeah. Like, what do you really need? Like, what does Annie Hansen really need in her life? Yeah. So I wrote those things down. And then the next week when we met back again, you were like, okay, what are they? And you need to make sure that you do at least one of those things every day. Yeah. So just doing the things that bring joy, doing the things that make your soul sing, even if it's like five minutes a day, that's really changed my life. Do you mind if I go off the cuff and just ask you a question that sure. relates to that? You are a client that I think has more self-awareness, that's really able to journal and maybe had been thinking about these things for a while, is really has the self-awareness to discover that within themselves, I guess. But I have a lot of clients that when I ask that, it's like blank stare. I can't even tell you how really? many are like, I don't know. Like, how do people know? And it's just <laughs> total panic. So I'm curious what you might say to someone like that or a friend or anybody if they, they had no idea what made their soul sing oh that's so interesting i did meet a lady a couple of years ago and i asked her the question like well what do you love to do yeah. and she started crying yeah and she was like i don't know i've been mothering for so long i don't even know what i love to do and i was like oh honey <laughs> you need to do something for you i don't know i think it takes it doesn't take that long, maybe five, 10 minutes where you can just be alone and just yeah. be like, just get a pencil and paper and be like, okay, I love to do this. I love to do that. Yeah. This is what makes me happy. This is, I don't know, maybe and if that is just too hard to pinpoint, maybe keep a journal handy. And as you're going through your day, think of things that make you smile. Like, like or that. if you're like living day to day mm -hmm. and you're in a conversation with somebody, yeah. And it just makes you happier or it makes you seem lighter. Maybe write that down like, oh, I really connected with this person. It makes me feel like I'm useful or I made a difference in her life or, yeah. you know, whatever the conversation was. Maybe just try and notice the things that make you happy. I like that because it's like a, a step in that direction for those people that really struggle coming up with anything. So maybe just that 
it made me smile it was a little yeah. bit there was this sense of lightness or joy there that maybe I wouldn't have really noticed even still after all these years that people don't know that and yet I hear that constantly yeah, that's so hard for me to believe I know <laughs> not believe I believe you but I can't even imagine not knowing what made me happy I know which breaks that's my heart really for sad. those people yeah and it just shows that there's something culturally that's a miss that if they are that depleted and haven't practiced self-care or their passions yeah. or developed talents for maybe their whole life that how sad that is and totally. how much help they need i think as americans we're very driven people and especially within the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints our culture is to go and do and yeah do all these things and it's you know you're never done serving and so we could get caught up in always doing what we're supposed to do that we yeah. forget about doing what we need to do in order to find joy yeah and it's not like a a selfish self-indulging kind of thing it's mm -hmm. more of like when my bucket is full and when i feel fulfilled mm -hmm. then i can serve and then i can help others and help them find what makes their soul sing or what fulfills them oh i like that so you help others fill their bucket and that was the analogy that i was thinking of too it might be overused but it really illustrates that point how are you going to help other people and fill their buckets when you have nothing in your own. Exactly. Same with the gas tank analogy. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Well, thanks for allowing me to yeah. go off for just a second, but I appreciate your insights. <laughs> no problem. So what activities or experiences bring you the most fulfillment and joy then? So we kind of spoke to that, but what is it exactly for you? Oh gosh. So maybe I should get out my journal because I wrote down all the things that do bring me joy. For sure, the first one is my relationships with people, particularly my husband and my boys and my friends. I feel like relationships have mm -hmm. always meant, have always been the number one thing that I need and that I find joy in. Yeah. And so I really I feel like I'm a loyal friend and I'm very um, invested in my friendships mm -hmm. because I know that that's a place that I can serve and I can also serve myself, I guess, because <laughs> I feel needed. I feel useful yeah. and I love, I just love being connected with people and I love meeting new people and I love nurturing the friendships that I already have. I love just in addition to that, I love watching you interact with people. That sounds oh. really creepy, but <laughs> you are just so happy, like beaming and there's this light oh. that's automatically there and you can tell it's not fake. It's totally genuine. Your interest and excitement to be connecting with other people. I love that. Well, thank you. I think I learned it from my mom just innately and indirectly Yeah. and maybe directly. But yeah, I just love people and I love meeting. I do. I love meeting new people. This is what I wrote in my journal from July 19th, 2021. When you had asked me yeah, I would what love to my it. needs are. Am I going off topic? No, this is, I asked <laughs> you things. what brings you fulfillment and joy specifically. Okay. So this is what. So these are the things that I needed and I, that bring me joy. Alone time. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be long, but I just need time alone to kind of like sort through my thoughts. I need to feel valued and appreciated. So little notes from my husband, like, hey, yeah. thanks for doing that. Or notes from my boys are just feeling like what I'm devoting my time to is validated and like. Yeah. Seen. Yeah. So I definitely needed that um, social interaction. So those connections, mm -hmm. which goes with number four, deep connections. Um, 
and I wanted to, on a regular basis, be able to like dump my heart and my mind and all the thoughts that like jumble around in my head to somebody, a close friend and meeting with you every week was so helpful for me because yeah. I could throw everything at you. And then you helped me sort them through and like process all of those yeah. crazy thoughts. <laughs> And then um, running and walking outside every day. So just getting fresh air, being in the sunshine. Yeah. And so now that I've kind of like honed, once I, once I knew my needs and I recognized those five things I had to have on a daily basis almost. So they're your non-negotiables. Right, exactly. Even, even now after we haven't been meeting for a while. Yes, yeah. even more so. Because now I've like honed them into my daily routine. Yeah. Like I get up early in the morning. I'm alone for a little bit. I get my boys. I have four boys. I get them off to school. Mm-hmm. And then like 7.30, 8.30 is when I do my running yeah. or my walking or whatever. Like I just have to be outside. I have to see the sunshine. I have to breathe fresh air oh, I love and that. move my body because yeah. I'm so much happier when I move my body and just get my heart rate up and feel good. And then connecting with people. I try and connect with people all throughout the day. And then usually our evenings are like some different event or even if it's just home, I can connect with my boys and my husband. So I've really fine-tuned those needs to make sure that I'm doing those every single day. So then the question is, before we met, how often did you think, because it might not have been this conscious thing that you're aware of how often do you think you were doing those things beforehand oh rarely (laughs) I was doing the necessities Mm -hmm. and for probably 10 years I was just scraping by like just doing the bare minimum of what I had to do almost it sounds like giving more to other people and not to yourself totally self-care was not in the picture yeah and now looking back like if to our listeners, like what advice would you have for them, knowing what you know now, looking back? Oh, for sure, make some time for you. Yeah. Even if it's just five to ten minutes, like I said earlier, just giving yourself some time to do what you love. I think I would have been a totally different mom had I done what I'm doing now when my boys were younger and toddler age, because I was just mm-hmm. drowning. It was just so overwhelming. That's a pretty normal complaint that I hear. And I think we've all done it to some degree. And for my own children, I hope that they learn that lesson too. Do more for yourself. Take care of yourself. Yes. Take care of yourself. Know what you need. Yeah. Know what brings you joy and be able to just do those things. Make time for it. All of those things you said, very vital, very important. I love them. And I love just watching your face too as you talk about going outside. I think a lot of people are not as aware of that that need that they have and that you're so in tune and sensitive to those things, like how healing in nature mm, can be. Totally. Uh, recently, I've been playing pickleball a lot more. I said that weird. Pickleball a lot more. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, just such a stress reliever. And I'm like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. But because it's outside. I'm, I'm right now only doing it outside, but same thing. It's just like, yeah. And a lot of times it's early morning, that cool air, mm-hmm. not a lot of people around. So. so I've learned recently the cortisol levels in your body are the highest in the morning mm-hmm. because that's what gets you up. It's like, okay, time to go. Let's start our day. And so those levels are really high. And then sunlight hits your eyes. Yeah. There's little messages 
in your body that tell the body, okay, like she's awake, the sun is up, it's time to get it on. Like, let's get all this stuff done that you've got on your to-do list. Yeah. And then as the day wears on, the body starts developing the melatonin Mm -hmm. to tell you, okay, now it's time to rest. The sunlight is getting lower and less in her eyes. And so anyway, it was just really interesting that that research that I came across was like, totally validating what I'd already experienced and exercising early, being outside early in the morning. And then in the evenings, I'm able 10 o'clock I'm out. Like it takes me five minutes to sleep. I'm done. It's the body's way of just being like, okay, you've done what you need to do. Now I'm going to let you sleep. And I don't know for 10 years, I couldn't sleep well. And I was running ragged and now I sleep from 10 to 630 solid. And it's so great. I feel like a new woman. So awesome. Oh, I love to hear that. And especially that you have found what works for you and you're able to take care of yourself better than ever before by honoring those things and listening to your body or the spirit even that's teaching you these things. I'm so glad that you found that insight. (laughs) Well, thank you for answering that question. Yeah. So the next question I have for you is, have you discovered any unexpected sources of fulfillment in your life? <laughs> so, yes, I laugh at this one because finances. Oh, yeah. Finances were a huge stressor in my life. Yeah. So this is how it went for like my husband. And I will celebrate our 20th anniversary this October. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's been awesome. And crazy and (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being real like it's not always awesome but (laughs) I get that I still love my husband and we're happily married (laughs) most days (laughs) so for the first probably 15 years of our marriage this is how it went let's talk about our finances okay fine so we'd sit down at the computer and I would cry and he would be like uh I don't know what to do I don't know how to help you like and then we would just go back and forth so it would always just end horribly yeah so I hated finances I always felt poor I always felt like we never had enough I always felt like we were just scraping by I felt like we were still college students Mm -hmm. I asked a really awesome neighbor of mine ours and I was just like hey I need some help with my finances like help me figure this out because I always feel like I'm poor yeah and he sent he and his daughter who is my age his daughter is a good friend of mine we decided to do money meetings once a month And so we'd meet at his little pool house that he has and we would meet and we would talk about our finances. And every month I had to report to him with Mm -hmm. everything that we have spent and everything that we had earned. And then every four months I would send him uh, a report of like our financial statement of like, what are our assets and what are our liabilities and what's the, the difference between the two. That is impressive. First of all, like that's very intimidating for a lot of people. And so, oh yeah awesome that you did that yeah he's a millionaire oh wow so it was very intimidating i was like okay here we go (laughs) i might have overspent at the thrift store Uh, no kidding yeah i was like i went a little overboard at the di sorry (laughs) i spent 40 (laughs) dollars just the 10 that i intended to (laughs) i guess getting back to the question of like what was so unexpected but now it's like i love it Mm -hmm. and it was one of our goals to pay off our house yeah. in five years and we are at 27,000 left oh, on wow. our mortgage and we have zero debt after that 27,000 is paid but Mike has really helped us get on track and me especially because 
my husband doesn't meet with him. It's just me and Mike and yeah. Jamie, his daughter. And so I was totally unexpected that yeah. I love it now. I'm so nerdy about it. And I love doing the charts and all the oh. little printouts. Like every, like tomorrow, I'm going to put in his mailbox all the things that I we've done for the month of August. And so just to clarify, Mike is the one that was helping you and you before I wasn't quite sure. Were you the one avoiding it or were you the one saying we need to talk about this? Oh, good question. I was the one avoiding it. Okay. So this is pretty big for you to be all in. Oh, I hated it. I hated okay. any talk about money and finances Okay, that had to do with a personal, on a personal level. Like yeah. I love talking about money and like where to invest things and how people spend their money and their trends, you know? Yeah. But when it came to me personally, I hated it. I always yeah. felt guilty. I always felt like I spent too much because my husband worked and I did all the buying of everything. Right. And it was always too much. Mm-hmm. And I, we just didn't manage it well. We didn't talk about it a whole lot. And we didn't have like, yeah. we didn't stick to a budget because I just couldn't. And it was just yeah. always a negative sore spot. And I always came around, came away crying yeah. and feeling guilty. Not that my husband ever made me feel guilty. Mm-hmm. He never, ever did. He would always just say, well, we'll just try something else. Like, we'll just do a different way of, like, let's, let's manage this differently or whatever. I love that you're speaking to this, too, because this is one of the realms, actually, of um, wellness. I don't know if you remember, oh, yeah. like, the wellness wheel. So one yes. of them is finances. And this is something I don't speak a lot to. I think I've talked about it once on the podcast. But it's very much like if this is off or a miss or there's this yeah. can be really heavy for people. And oh, totally. cause major mental health problems. As you really focused on this and like kind of went all in, what did that do for you and your mental health and really fulfillment then? Oh, it was liberating. Okay. I felt like, oh, I do have control over my finances. I'm not always poor. We're not poor. Yeah. We can't afford things. I just have to manage it in a way that I can afford what I want. Yeah. And you can't afford everything, mm-hmm. but you just have to decide what are the things that we can't afford and what are we going to do without so yeah. that we can accomplish the goals that we have. Oh, I love that. It's like you went from a fixed mindset to this growth mindset and switched from scarcity to like yeah. abundance. And there's parameters, there's boundaries, but there's freedom in that too, instead of it being a constraint and weighing you down. Yes. Yeah. And in addition to that, I felt like I always felt like the victim, like, oh, we don't make enough. That was always my, we got to make more. I got to find out how to work from home or get another job or whatever but that wasn't the problem it was we didn't manage our money well and we weren't connected as a couple to really move forward and so i got out of the mentality to i'm in charge of this we are in charge of this together Mm -hmm. and this is where we want to go and what are we going to do to get to that point oh i love that so much it's been night and day difference so that's completely unexpected i had no idea that i would love it so much and get so nerdy about it it's so great (laughs) i think that's amazing actually i do remember because last time i was like we'll have to have you back talking about finances really the specifics i feel like that really speaks to a lot of people and i know you're like oh i don't know all these things but you've been doing this for a while now and the biggest things and you can tell me if you think this is the biggest but you sought out help from somebody that is really an expert it sounds like because he's doing so well financially and then you had regular accountability. Totally. That was key. Yeah. Yeah. And not just nice, easy, comfortable accountability right. for somebody that's, it's okay. Yeah. Well, at one I point. I mean, maybe he will. I don't know. <laughs> no, he yells at me. <laughs> 
I cried one time. <laughs> it was over Christmas and I was like super stressed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pay for all the Christmas presents. He was like, Annie, get a grip. <laughs> so yeah, he definitely puts me in my place. Yeah. And, um, but he's good. Like I know yeah. there's respect there and we're friends, yeah. but yeah, I know that he means well and he wants me to succeed so much that he's pushing me. I know at one point my husband was like, you should just report to me. Send me all of our finances and charts and things like that. And I was like, well, you don't yell at me. You just are so nice. Yeah. <laughs> my feet aren't to the fire. Yeah. But Mike puts my feet to the fire and he makes me do it because I don't want him mad yeah. at me. <laughs> and I think That's everybody good. needs somebody else. And I think a lot of the time the spouse isn't the one. Sometimes they are. Even like for our big three, I was um, like our big, big three goals of the day. My husband and I were reporting that, that to each other for a while. And then I realized for me personally, yeah. I need a super consistent person or I need to know that I'm going to be the super consistent person. Right. I guess that doesn't really make sense because it's both. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have something that works well for us. And sometimes we have to play around with that and figure out who that's going to be. Totally. So it sounds like for you, well, at least in finances, it couldn't be him. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was kind of funny the way it happened. Like we were at a basketball game for one of my sons and it was our school and he goes to almost every basketball game and uh, he was sitting by us and I was like, Hey Mike, what do you think you can do? Help me. I need some help with my finances. I feel like we're always in the hole. And he yeah. was like, come to my pool house next Monday and meet with Jamie. She paid off her house in like three years. And so we can all talk about it. So that's how it began. It was just totally organically at a basketball game. And you had the humility to ask. Yeah. Well, you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, I've been doing this for 15 years and nothing's working. Right. And same with you. Like how I came to you, I was like, I've been stressed out and dealing with anxiety for over 10 years, probably more than that, longer than that. And you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. This sucks, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. And I knew there was more to life than living the way that I was. So I needed change. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking about your story and knowing a lot about it. If you hadn't have asked those two different times, asked for help, asked for direction, it's not necessarily that it wouldn't have come with time, but say if you didn't do, do those things, you didn't reach out to Mike, you didn't reach out to me, what do you think would be different today? Oh, I would be in the victim mentality and just going on the gerbil hamster wheel, like over and over again, yeah. like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. It was just a vicious cycle of a downward spiral. Yeah. Almost sounds like, and you kind of alluded to it. I don't know if you were intentionally, but the victim cycle, like staying below the line mm -hmm. where you're not really acting, but being acted upon. Totally. Yeah. You're stuck. You're not able yeah. to back to the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. But I'm so yeah. glad that you were able to find that, especially in those two areas. Those are really big for your mental health and financial health. Really. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing how they are so connected when you feel like you're in charge and you are making a difference in your finances, how that just alleviates all the stress and the worry and the, the ruminating of the thoughts that come that are negative. Yeah. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. 
share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.